What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode number four of the Hustle and Grind podcast. This is for people who make things by their hands, anything you make with your hands, and you want to turn that side hustle into a full-time grind. We are back again, and we have another awesome guest right here with us today. Uh, welcome, Mr. Wayne Melligan from Pirate Forge. What's up, buddy? Yo, man. How's it going, dude? Oh, man. I'm doing great. How you doing down there in Florida? Uh, Well, pretty peachy, man. Um, spring is in the air. It's warming up around here. And um, I don't know, man. Everything's coming to life and uh, feeling good. Getting a lot done around the shop. So, so hell yeah. Rocking and rolling. Good deal, man. You working on anything in particular? You just grinding out whatever the pirate wants to do this week. Oh my god, dude! What 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 am I not working on? That, that's that's the better question. Right? I think I drive. I drive most people. Don't know what the hell I'm doing, and most of the time I I don't know what the hell I'm doing either. So uh, yeah, there's you know there's like maybe five, ten, give or take twenty different projects going at the same time. But uh, but yeah, man. Well, they all turn out awesome. That's for sure, man. <laughs> You were turning out Thanks, some dude. amazing work. You've got a whole different style about what you do, though. I mean, it's looking at your videos and your pictures, everything is kind of the same, but so different. You know what I mean? It's the old, antique, rustic. It's, it's pirate. It's just like what your name says. It looks like it was found in a treasure chest. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I really always loved antique things and eclectic things. And, um, you know, it's kind of who I am as a person. I was raised over here in Northwest Florida, kind of the backwoods, rustic, and, you know, spent a lot. I'm an avid fisherman, too, so I'm always in the water. Uh, I used to do a lot of surfing, diving, spearfishing, anything like that. But just, you know, it, it is kind of like that pirate lifestyle, you know, just kick-ass stuff. And I think a lot of that kind of makes its way into my blades and the things that I make. And um, I honestly really don't try to make them look any certain way. I just make the blades the way I envision them or kind of the way my hands work. And when I get done, I'm like, oh, that's cool as shit. You know, it, 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 was it made last week or was it made, you know, 200 years ago? Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I like that, man. So, so yeah, for, for sure, you know, I guess I've got my, got my own style. So, yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. That's for sure, man. Now, down there in Florida, are you close to the ocean? Or are you close to the swamps? Or are you kind of in the middle? I know you're in the panhandle side. We figured that out last night with the, the time zone confusion. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I'm close to everything right here. I, I, I live my, my house. Where I live, I've got a creek that surrounds my property, kind of like a moat. It's about anywhere from four to eight foot wide. And then there's some spots there and they get up to like seven foot deep. Well, but I've course. got a creek that's, that's full of catfish and uh, bass and brim, all kinds of crazy shit, man. There's been beavers, beavers out here. I'm sure alligators at some point, but I drive two minutes and I'm in Escambia Bay, which is brackish water. I can shoot up the river from there, or I can just drive a little further and I'm in the backwoods swamp, or I can drive, you know, 15 minutes and I'm on the sugar white sandy beaches with that crystal blue water. I mean, so. It's kind of, it's awesome, like, for what I love to do, being right here where I'm at, um, I, I'm kind of in a central location. There's just all kinds of options around me, all different types of water, so, so yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That sounds a lot like where I live. There's no ocean here, right in the middle of Georgia, but if I turn out of my driveway to the left, I can be at a grocery store in about three minutes. But if nice. I go through nice. my backyard and jump my fence, I've got over 100 acres of swampland and creek bottom that I can deer hunt. So 
I'm in a perfect spot. Nice. Too. The, yeah, I love that, man. I love that backwoods. I, I've been up to Georgia, you know, um, and it's a really, really nice country, you know. And I, I feel like we got we got some of that here in Pensacola, but then we also have that that beach life, man. That's why I was born and raised born and raised here. And dude, I've been other places. I've been up to Colorado and, and, and just everywhere. I've even been up to damn Canada. But dude, nothing compares to like my my hometown. I just I love it here. I don't ever see myself going anywhere. But um, so much so much stuff to do. And uh, just a great, great place. Yeah, I agree completely. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's nice to visit every now and then, but this is definitely home. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what have you done in the past? I know you've uh, been on TV a couple of times, right? Went a couple shows. Are you on one show and came pretty close? Uh, well, enough, right? I've, I've, been, I've been on, I've been on two, two shows. I've been on uh, both of them with History Channel. Uh, the first one was, was uh, Knife, Knife or Death. Um, and I got on that show like eight, eight months eight months into my whole bladesmithing career. So just a total, total newbie. I was on knife or death. And that's where you take this. You had to build some kind of a blade. You take on this obstacle course, like American Ninja Warrior. Right. Yeah. Um, and dude, oh, it was, it was a hell of a, hell of a show. It was, it was made for me. I mean, you show up and you just wreck shit. I made this big two-handed machete. And um, like the first course is called Knife Fight. And there's like smoke and fire and... There's fish hanging, and you're cutting some sheets of metal and big buckets full of stuff. I, I, I wrecked the damn place. It was, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Um, Bill Goldberg was the host, and then Two Lambs, okay, uh, Green Beret, and uh, that was filmed in Atlanta. And oh, really? uh, that, what a yeah, what a what a what a hell of a time. That was my first taste of you know getting on getting on TV, and uh, that was that was on season one, um, episode five. I think Monster Cooper is the name of it, but uh, but then. After that, um, at a year and a half worth of experience is when I, they cast me for, for Forged and Fire. And uh, that's when I was on that one. And that, and that was uh, that was season, what the hell was that, season six, episode 25, that I was on the set, the Falchion. Yeah. And uh, that was a great time, too. I mean, it, it, it's awesome, man. I mean, like, to, to take your craft and go on shows like that, it, yeah, it's not like the the end all. This is what bladesmithing or this is what blacksmithing is about. Because obviously, it is a damn TV show. So they kind of the, the the challenges are real. But I, I don't know, man. We try to put a time limit on something. It's just uh, you're not seeing what that, that craftsman is totally capable of. But uh, but yeah, hell of an experience and a lot of fun, man. Yeah, they both look like a ton of fun. I haven't seen a whole lot of the knife or death. I've I've seen your episode and just about every other episode of Forged in Fire. Uh, yeah, yeah. The shop that you were in on the show is that the shop you're in now? Yeah, yeah. But it it, 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 looks, it looks a lot different, man. This this shop is my shop is constantly just changing. Um, I'm I'm kind of a wild wild man, and I'm always just uh re- renovating things. It, it never ends. The shop is a leave a living, breathing thing itself, and um. <laughs> Since, since that episode has aired, I mean, shit, I've done moved so many more tools, got better tools, more equipment. Um, just the whole thing where like shiplap wooding the whole thing, or it looks like super rustic, like you're inside of a pirate ship. We've got skulls and shit and candelabras and skeletons all over the walls now. The, the back room, like my leatherworking dungeon, we're doing more to that as well. So yeah, it, it, look, it looks totally different, you know? And again, that was, they filmed that back in, um, when the hell was that? 2018, December of 2018. Dude, that was like what is it, like three three years ago yeah. now. Yeah, just and um, so yeah, yeah, dude, a, a, a lot a lot has changed in three years. 
And uh, like I was telling you before we were talking the other day, you know, every, every bit of the money that I make, I'm dumping it right back into the business. And part of that is building the ultimate bladesmith, blacksmith shop. So again, part of that goes into renovating that thing. And so, so yes, it's, it's definitely looking, looking a lot crazier than it was. Yeah. You, you've got a, a hell of a list of sponsors behind you too. How do you go about getting sponsors? Do you go to them? Do they come to you or? Um, it, it can really, it can really work both ways. And, um, you know, when I was first getting into the whole bladesmithing thing, um, cause you know, I was, I was, a, I was a nurse, a critical care nurse doing that for 12 years. And I wanted to get into bladesmithing once I figured out I had some skill with it. And I really like, this is fucking badass. And, um, I, I felt like it was what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And, uh, my thing was, you know, as you're doing this, there's a lot of things that us bladesmiths use to get the job done, you know, whether it's tools or, or even a epoxy or the braces, yeah. things that we use. And I, I feel like when you're out there and you're really on your, you're really on your grind and you're on your hustle and your grind, dude. Um, you know, the, the, the goal is just like, if you're a recording artist, you know, uh, and you know, you get signed to a record label. So to me, I, I think it helps to solidify that you're doing the right thing. If you've got brands or companies that, that see value in you and want to work, with you but also you know i think it's a two-way street as well um advice to anybody out there just looking to get into that and try to get sponsors i mean i think you got to have the right motive <laughs> there you go they well here you go something for you to hear i mean i think you've got you've got to have the right motive behind you and uh, it can't be half-assed you don't need to be trying to get sponsored by a company just because you want free shit or you just want to get sponsored i i, I think that's just I don't, I don't know. That's not the way I went about it. My thing was, as I was becoming a bladesmith and, and, and doing my thing, I, I definitely used all these different products. And, you know, it was, it was hit or miss because I had nobody telling me how to do any of this stuff. I'm all self-taught. I had a few friends that kind of got me in, interested in different things like the aspects of the metallurgy and the heat treat. But as far as most of the things I do, it's all self-taught. So, again, trial and error. I've tried every kind of product you could think, any kind of epoxy, different braces. I had no clue. I just ordered from everywhere. But once I locked down certain things, I said, damn, this is some really good stuff. Or, or damn, like, the, well, the first thing was, you know, red, red label of braces. They're, they're an American company. They're out of Michigan. Freaking awesome. It's like a family-owned business. Um, it's awesome people. But I came across these belts. I was like, Jesus, these things work way better than anything I've ever touched. And sure enough, I was trying to figure out who it was. I mean, was it combat? Was it, was it, um, who's other? There's several different abrasive companies that I've ordered from all these guys, and I was trying to figure out who the hell, what company it was that made these certain ones, and then boom, I finally figured it out. It was the Red Label Abrasives um, Edge Core or Edge Force belts, which they call them Edge Core now. But um, but yeah, so I, I just started strictly using just their stuff, and um, again, giving them shout outs like you. I really like y'all stuff, and uh, this is what I'm using your stuff to make. And um, that was just me, you know, not trying to get any kind of a sponsorship, but just like showing this company, dude, I, I appreciate you guys making these products. And again, that rolled into them being like, wow, we really like what you're doing. And uh, hey, you know, let, let's work together. And, and boom. So I started working with Red Label Abrasives. But I, I tell a lot of folks, you know, you need to find what what works for you. And um, same thing, like I said, with uh, the, the West Texas Epoxy. There's nothing like the, the G-Flex that I've came across. The stuff's ridiculous. So, it, I don't know, man. It was, it was just really awesome uh, to, to work with these different companies. And, um, a, again, companies that I, I believe in. And whether or not I was sponsored by them, I would still be using their products. And I think that's when it's 
that's when it's uh, it's awesome. So, like, like I said, you want to get sponsored, get out there and work your ass off. Make yeah. the best damn stuff you can make. Stand out. And again, the products that you use that you like, show some love to those companies. And if they see what you're doing, and they're like, okay, hell, this looks, you know, you get on that level, then I think that's whenever a sponsorship stuff can happen. So, so hell yeah. Yeah. I actually got uh, a message the other day, uh, the day after the first episode of this podcast came out, and it was the first message like this I ever got. It was from an epoxy company, and they just simply wanted to know if I would accept some free samples of their product. And that was crazy mm-hmm. to get that first message. Um, and, of course, I said, yeah, I'm not going to say who it is yet. I am going to try it out. And I, I mean, I was direct with them. I told them if it sucks, you know, I'm not going to tell the world it's good. Um, I'm just going to politely keep my mouth shut. But if it's great, you know, who knows what could happen from there. Um, but yep. it, it is an epoxy I've never heard of, so I am curious to try it. Well, same thing, man. Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of brands out there, and get out there and try the stuff. Um, if your folks tell you something's good, go out there and give that stuff a shot, you know, and um, find what works for you. And uh, like I said, get out there and share share the love, spread the love of it. And uh, like I said, it, it can turn into something. But but the biggest thing is, man, like I said, you just got to work hard, improve on your craft, and um, you know if once people start to take notice in your work, um, then, you know, I, I think companies would w- want to work with you. So, right. but who knows? I don't, I don't know shit, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a crazy asshole out in a forge beating on shit until it looks like something I want it to look like. <laughs> when you start beating, do you have a plan in mind or you just kind of let the hammer? Hell no. Hell no. I, I, I kind of, I got a half-assed idea of what I want to do. Sometimes I'll draw it, but you know what? Even when I draw stuff out, things still look different, man. That, that's the way I work, dude. I just, I can't stand rules. I hate rules. I hate someone telling me what the hell to do. And, like, it, it's not an authority thing. It's just I want to be, I'm a free spirit, man. And I thrive. I thrive on that freedom. I, I, my best work is when I'm just out here just having fun, dude. And, and again, that's why a lot of people see all my work like, Dude, are people commissioning all this stuff? And, and absolutely no, they're, they're not. Even the very, very few commissions and stuff that I may take on, it, it's something that I wanted to do. And just, like I said, it's, uh, that, that, it's another way, I think, to grow as a smith or any kind of a craftsman is to constantly be changing it up. Don't always make the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's If you make the same thing over and over, it's going to get boring and never get better. So do you want to talk about that uh... – the blade that you were kind of telling me about the other night that's got some jewels in it. Well, I've got a, I've got a couple really cool, cool blades coming up. I'll go and spill the beans on some of those to let you guys know what I'm doing. Put up and drinking some coffee, man. All you guys out there, part of the success of being a good bladesmith man is drinking good coffee or just shit tons of it. So so I think I'm on, I'm on about my eighth cup for the day. Um, build, build, um, you need to have a nice beard too. Beard, beard game helps in the bladesmith game. Um, builds what I'm working on. <laughs> uh, the, the, the current, the current sword that I'm working on. Um, it is a crazy ass. It's six thousand six hundred and six layers of steel. Yes, I know there's the six 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 thing, guys. I'm not a Satan worshiper. Everyone, I keep, I get, I get gospel. Um, <laughs> letters and shit in my mailbox. I'm serious, guys. People fucking mail me shit. Like they, I guess they think I'm satanic. I, I'm not fucking satanic, guys. I just like gothic shit. I like dark stuff. And um, 
but it, anyway, the crazy thing about this sword was, is we're forge welding did the sword up and just stacking a layer. Now, I know I want to go through a high layer count. I want to do something cool, but it ended up, we started counting the layers that got done with all of it. And that's what it came up to, which was six, six, zero, six. Um, suppose that's an angel number. They say when you have those repeating numbers, so maybe it's a good thing, a there good go. omen, yeah. but it's a, it's a Damascus stand. I guess you could call it go mod if you want to, but the, the initial core layers, it's 6,600 layers. Um, the pattern in the core. And then I did, three layers on each side of the 80 CRV2 because I need to have cladding to build it up. So it kind of released in a crazy pattern. Um, it, it, it's some incredible stuff. I mean, it's on my Instagram page and some other stuff. If you guys are interested in trying to see what I'm describing here, but the really badass thing about the sword is, is I'm going to be putting a bunch of sapphires and black diamonds into it. And um, like real sapphires and black diamonds. Um, so it's, it's going to be, going to be freaking incredible. Um, they're going to be set in sterling silver. There's going to be like a ring around it. Um, but it, it's going to be incredible. So, so long story short, this is like a sword definitely made for a freaking king. Um, so that builds on the thing. The other build I'm about to start on is I'm forging a sword from meteorite. Um, I've got meteorite shavings, refining that, going to be cutting that with another powdered carbon still forge it out to fill it. I'm going to be stacking that up with other steel, and that's going to make the Damascus for this sword. Um, I've done it in the past. Maybe you was talking about using human femur, um, human femur bone on the actual handle, um, but we'll, we'll see. So that that's blade number two. And then the third one that I've got to do after that is a one million layered Damascus um, traditional stock katana. Wow. So yeah, so no, 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 no big deal, man. But, uh, yeah, just another I've day got, in the office. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got, I've got, I've got my plate pretty full, and I'm gonna try to squeeze in some fillet knives and some other shit here and there. But, uh, but yeah, man, three, three incredible, three incredible builds. The the sword that I'm putting the sapphires and stuff in, it's already forged, already heat treated. I'm just, I'm working with a jeweler out of Miami. Um, he's setting, he's setting all these stones into sterling silver settings. And then I will be used making sockets and setting those inside of the, the guard and the pommel and the other ring. So anyways, yeah, in, 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 incredible stuff, man. So obviously something of that level, that's commissioned, right? You're not just kind of coming out of pocket and hoping that one goes, which obviously it would, but that that's kind of for someone already, right? Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a few, a few guys, man, that, um, that, uh, kind of some high profile, high profile clients that I work with. Right. And, um, so yeah, I mean, not too long ago, I made Dambles there and, um, the actually became pretty good buzz with him. He's an awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I know either people either love him or hate him, but Dude, whatever, man, he, people, people just, people just love to hate, love to hate on folks. They love to hate on success, but, um, but here's my thing. I don't give a shit what anybody says. If the dude's interested in this craft, which he is. You know, and I'm sitting here and I've talked to him about the different work that goes with these swords and what, what I do. And just, he's very, very intrigued by it and very amazed at, at the amount of work. When I go to this. So, you know, for someone to appreciate our craft, yep. that's kick-ass, guys. That's what I tell a lot of folks, man. You know, I think a lot of people want to compare themselves to someone and say, oh, man, that asshole, they're making a blade for, for him or all of that. And, you know, I think people can get jealous. But when I see that, you know, I see these other, these other bladesmiths, you know, I know, uh, Peter Lore Forge and these other guys, I think they made a blade for Post Malone. 
Um, and then my buddy Justin at Warcrown Forge, he made Jason Stratham a, uh, a, uh, like a katana sword here not too long ago. And then even I saw Neil, Neil Kamimura, he made, um, he made a blade for, uh, post, post, or not post, yeah, he made one for post Malone too. But what I'm getting at is a lot of these guys, they're making these blades for these big celebrities. And that's just really damn cool because in a way, we're all a team. All of us bladesmiths, we are a team. And the more we can reach out there, and, you know, getting these big superstar clients and whatnot and bringing attention to our craft, dude, that, that's good for all of us. So I, I think it's really badass. Yeah. You know, so I'm just, I'm just over here doing my part, man, trying to get the attention of these folks and, and grow the craft, not only grow the craft and grow the makers, but also grow the buyers. Because, again, it, it, we all love to make blades and stuff, man, but if we didn't have anyone to buy these things, um, we couldn't keep going, man. And we damn sure couldn't do this for a full-time job, right? Right, absolutely. And that, that's the point I'm at right now is I'm I'm not full-time yet. I'm working towards it. Um, you want to talk about where you were before Bladesmith and how you got into it and how you kind of transitioned into making it full-time? It was uh, it- yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, Hold up, another sip of coffee, man. Take another gulp of coffee here. <laughs> it's time for some decaf later on, right? You got to un- Oh, right. hell no, dude. Hell no. It's all it's all killer and no filler over here at Pirate Forge, bro. Uh, <laughs> That's the way to roll. Uh, t- take notes. Um what the <laughs> hell was I talking about, dude? What the fuck is, oh, oh yeah, sorry. How did I how did I transcend upon this uh, full time blade smithing gig? Right. All right, so for you guys who don't know, I told a lot of people I, I, I was a nurse. Um really didn't know what the hell I want to do with my life after after high school. I thought I was going to med school. Believe it or not, I actually made really great grades, took dual enrollment classes, all that bullshit. But I went to nursing school. Figured it'd be a good gig. Got my associate's degree. I went back and got my bachelor's degree in nursing. Worked my way up through the ranks. I was an assistant nurse manager over 26 bed ICU, CVICU. So it was like a surgical intensive care unit, but we also had post-cardiovascular patients. But, I mean, you have to see anything. I was in, the, like, the war zone, and um, I was the assistant manager and the charge nurse. So I was responsible for those nurses and all those patients in the whole unit. Um, incredible, incredibly stressful, but it was a rewarding job to help those folks. And it was, it was a really good paying job, especially here for Pensacola. Um, but I was, I had this pirate bar out in my shop and, um, <laughs> I was wanting to extend this, this pirate bar and, um, I want to make it this dungeon area. And like, I made like this four inch thick door and I was like, dude, I didn't see you make this freaking dungeon door. You used to have spikes and shit and like a speakeasy in front of it. So I welded up the stuff and made the spike and had to speak easy. And I wanted to put a Mortise lock into the door to take the skeleton key because you don't put a regular doorknob on a fucking four inch thick door. So I put the skeleton key on it, but the skeleton key it came with wasn't thick enough. So I was like, Hey, those guys on that forged in iron show. Yeah. Forged in fire, whatever the hell they call it. And those guys beat all that stuff. And I said, hey, I-, I could do that. I can do- I'm, a- I'm a good old country boy. I can do whatever. I can do anything. So, Dude, I went and bought a, a, a mass gas propane torch, the cheap, ugly, stupid blue anvil from Harbor Freight. And, dude, I went to town, man. Dude, I forged a skeleton key. Forged it, grinded it out. I mean, and it, le- legit, it worked on that door. And I was like, holy hell. I was like, well, I should just try knives. Cause I, I, I love knives. I've always loved blade things. And, dude, one thing led to another, man. And I just I felt like I, I got decent at it really fast. It was like I had a. Uh, a, a talent for it. like I was born to do it. I, I mean, man, I felt like I was a, like I was born born again. I was kind of bored with life. Life was really boring, you know. Working as a nurse, even though I was like a top level nurse, 
It was like, what do I want to do? I want to go to anesthesia school. I want to go to a nurse practitioner school. That's the same shit everyone else is doing. That's a boring ass life. I don't want to be an old man on my deathbed and say, you know, that's a boring ass life. I want to take a risk and go live a freaking adventure. So, dude, that's what I did. I <clears throat> I started all the extra money I could do. I was I was tooling up, buying all the good tools I could get because I knew I need good equipment. Equipment doesn't make the blades, but it damn sure makes it it makes it a little bit more um increase the quality, but also um, the production stuff. Needed a kiln. You got to use a kiln, guys out there. If you're still heat treating in a forge, buy yourself a kiln. If you really want to go pro and really make money and really make a business out of it. You've got to be able to get refine that heat treat and repeat the process to repeat the outcome. Get a kiln, electric kiln. Um, so what's the cell? Are you still there, dude? Yeah, I know yeah. I'm talking. I get no, you're I good. Get, I get tired. I get tired of the mouth. I'm I just soaking get it in. Okay, soak this, soak this in, guys. Soak this in. So, uh, tool up. Tool up is your first thing. You got to have the right tools. Don't think you're going to go leave your full time job and start making full time blades with a damn a hole in the ground forge and a freaking one by thirty. Um, Harbor Freight Gunners, because you, you got to get the big boy tools. Work up to it. Bust your ass. Work it over time. Whatever you got to do, man. Go loot a ship. Get some gold. Make, make some money. Buy your shit. So that was what I did, man. I, I tooled up. Um, then I took a, a job from home. I worked from home for like a year doing it for insurance utilization. Still using my nursing stuff. And um, that way I was at the house a little bit more and was able to go over into it. But um, that, that, that's where it's at, man. You got to have you got to have an action plan um as to what to do but long story short you're going to work your ass off you've got to make the best best plays you know possible and you know i i think people can have a good marketing scheme and you know you could sell shit with good marketing but no one's going to return back and buy your blades again and you're damn sure not going to make a name for yourself but if you can have some good marketing be out there on your grind and be producing quality products that's how you become a legend man that's how you become successful and that's how you can do this full time so that's why i tell folks get yourself on point when you first start out you're probably going to be giving blades away to family and friends right then you'll start selling the blades for the cost of production and then maybe then as your quality improves you can increase the value um and like I said, it, it, it's, it's a, I think a lot of bladesmiths out there may undervalue their work, um, but there's probably people too that do overvalue it. But um, but that's what what I would would tell folks to do. Does that make sense? You learn anything there? Yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot there. Um, yeah, you didn't listen to the first episode of this podcast. I'm still on the the Harbor Freight one by thirty. I've got three or four of them though. Uh, but I mean, I've got a full time job. That pays the bills, you know, but it's I'm not swimming in the money. You know what I mean? So uh gotcha. don't quite have the two with seventy two yet. That's definitely next on the list. So uh until I get there You got it, you gotta have that. Before you go full time, you've got to have a two by seventy two. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and don't don't waste your time trying to build one of the things unless you really know what you're doing. I've seen so many guys that dump a ton of money into a machine that's still an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. You're probably you're gonna spend at least twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, to get a real a real machine. Yeah, we've talked um, about that on here a couple of times already, and everybody's you know in agreement. Don't try to build your own. It looks yeah, cheap that, when the you know it starts at three or four hundred dollars, but that's just there's a lot there's a, a lot of, of good bolts. grinders out there, man. There's a lot of good grinders, dude. I've, I've got three grinders. I'm running my first grinder was a Bader a Bader three, 
Um, my second grinder was a TW90, fully pimped out, the surface grinder, all that. Then my third grinder is a Broadback, Broadback Ironwood with their surface grinder. So, dude, I've got I've got three big boy grinders. And um, for bang for the buck, the Broadback beats all of them. Um, but there's still some things that I can do on my TW90 I can't do on my Broadback. And there's things that I can do on the Broadback I can't do on the TW90. So... So you know, like I like I said, they're just but but still, those are all big boy, big boy grinders, and right. um, you know, get you one of those. I think that's one of the most important tools in the shop. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing stock removal. A lot of people think, oh, if you stock removal blade, you're not a real bladesmith. I'll still give it to him, man. I do. I forge most of all my stuff. There's a few things I do stock and move on, but for the most part, I forge. But I still don't discredit it, man. It's still part of the part of the crew, and yeah. um, so. <laughs> So, so yeah, but like I said, most important thing, dude, is a good two by seven two grinder, and you've got to get a heat treat kiln. That's just where it's at. You've got to be able to reproduce your stuff, man. Uh, just too many people producing blades with large sandy grain. Um, I, you know, I, and, and yeah, people say they can keep their their they can put a thermocouple or something in their forge and try to watch it, dude. It's just not that easy. It's still hit or miss with a, with a kiln. You know what temperature you're, you're hitting for the normalization process. You know what oxidized temperature you're hitting. And then even better yet, you know you know what temperature whenever you're tempering instead of throwing it into your, your household oven. So, like I said, you want to hang with the big boys, you're going to have to get the real tools. And, um, you know, it, but as far as when is the right time to do it, you know, I think that's an individual thing. And you'll know when it's time. But, you know, like I said before, better off to go out there, go at it, and not make it. Just never try it all, bro. And, yeah, exactly. you know what? You never fell you stop trying yeah that's right think think about that yeah <laughs> you, you, you haven't failed i mean you could be fucking horrible <laughs> not even making any money out but but you have not failed until you stop trying so yeah that's right yeah so before you made your key did you have any kind of metal experience at all i mean any kind of grinding or welding or fabrication anything to kind of um I, I, my been around my dad. I mean, he's never, he wasn't a metal worker, but he had a torch. I mean, I, he had a photo of me at like three years old, barefoot using the torch to cut some steel. <laughs> nice. I mean, I, 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 I've always been hands on man, but no, no, um, no, no training with any of it, man. But like I said, I'm just, I'm attracted to it, man. And, um, not like in a way like a pyro would, but I, I don't know, just the craft. Uh, it's, 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 it's weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely obvious that you are, obsessed and that's a great thing um now let me ask you about your videos that you're putting on instagram man you have got some production value going into these things are you filming them yourself or you got a crew or are you hiring models um, oh man it's crazy but uh it's part of the thing that i'm doing man like i don't do anything half-assed and like i said i i i want this i want this really bad like in other words like you know, I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about it. During the day, I'm thinking about it. At nighttime, I don't even sleep because I'm thinking about it because that's how driven I am for this shit. And I think really you've got to be there. You've got to be driven. Yeah. And it's a shit ton of hard work. But, you know, it comes down to my media stuff too. Not only do I want to show off my, my, my skills over here, I want to make it entertaining, man. I'm tired of the same old shit, boring shit. It needs to be entertainment. I don't want to just irate people on social media every time they come across my feed and Oh, boring shit, boring shit. I want it to be all killer. Again, all killer, no filler. I want good shit on there. So part of that is upping that production stuff. Um, you know, I've never done videography. I've never done photography. I started all that when I first started making blades. 
So that all started as well in 2017. And um, I just evolved from there, man. I had a nice Sony camera, started doing stuff. And then I went out and bought a really nice camera and nice setup for that. Um, but I did all of my own video and up until probably about six, seven months ago. Um, and I, I met a fella. His name's Brandon. And uh, he came over here and uh, started one to help me do some video stuff. And again, I just bought all the pro gear. And he started using it and really picked it up really quickly. And he's good, good with it, getting to get those angles. Because when it comes to the video, videography, like stuff you're talking about, yeah, you just can't do that on your own, man. You've got to have someone move. I, I can't stand a dead camera. I like a live camera that's moving and seeing all that. It kind of immerses, immerses you, or immerses you, whatever the hell the word is, into that, into that, that thing. It's almost like you're, like you're there. But, uh, but, but yeah, I still do some of the camera work by myself, but some of the simple stuff. But the high production value things you see we're doing, um, I've actually got a, a cameraman. So, like my bro, he's over here working the camera. Um, then once I sit down, I do the edit, the edit work um, for the stuff. But again, I'm, I'm still learning this, man. Like I said, I'm wanting, I'm wanting to attack YouTube. Um, I, I think that's that's where it's at, getting it out there on YouTube and uh, getting it consistent content. That's the hardest thing, though, whenever you're a full-time bladesmith and you're a dad, you've got a family. I mean... It's like, dude, it, it's it's difficult, man. I'm, I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of things you have to overcome to, to, to get it. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes what you do to make the money as a blacksmith isn't always going to be making the YouTube videos until you get big enough. Um, yeah, well, your but, videos uh, look yeah. like Super Bowl commercials already. I mean, some of them, <laughs> I'm serious, man. Some of them, I, I don't know if you actually do sponsor any or not, kind of, you know, put them out there as ads. But there's there's been several that I look at and, Wait for a bag of Doritos to pop out somewhere. I mean, they, they're that good. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting started. You ain't seen nothing yet, dude. We're just, <laughs> we're just, we're just. We're just no, I'm, I'm serious, man. We're warming, warming, warming up. Okay, I say warming. Maybe I think about making a worm. I'm making a worm bed, dude, for my fishes. That's got to have your own worms in the backyard. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great way, to, great way to get rid of bodies too. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> warming. We are just warming up over here, dude. At Pirate Forge, like I said, I just. I've got a wild, crazy ass bunch of friends, and uh, once we can get that that YouTube thing going, or or I, I don't know what the future is going to hold, man. But the thing is, I'm, I, everything I do, I'm full forward, full sin, not half ass. And uh, like I said, I told you before, you know, it's not for me. If it was about making money, I would stay being a nurse, man. I was making good money as a nurse, worked three days a week, yeah, and made great money, dude. I work seven days a week now, all the freaking time, but. I'm doing my thing, man, and I'm on I'm on an adventure. And like I told folks, I'm not out here just trying to sell, and I'm not trying to make money. I want to be a fucking legend. So uh, I, again, this isn't delusions of grandeur. This is just what I want to do. This feels like it's what I meant to do. And um, like I said, man, I'm out here hustling to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, as hard as you're going, it's you know, it, it's your game to lose. You you got it, man. Well, I'm 36 years old in people years. So in people years, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> what's the alternative? Huh? What's the alternative? Do we count pirate oh, years? Yeah, they're, 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 like I, I'm part monster too, man. But but I'm telling you, which they, part? In life, it, 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 oh, dude, we can't talk about it on your podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's why now you see why all the women are over here, right? Um, yeah, I better shut up now. My wife's gonna try to skin me alive if she gets home. Uh, but, um, let's see, I keep losing the I got so many thoughts going on, man. There's so much going on. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In life experiences, man, I'm probably about 75 years old. Yeah. It sounds like you've had quite an interesting life. Staying busy, that's for sure. Yeah, dude, that's the, that's the way to do it, man. I can tell people, we only get, you only get one chance 
the five feet we live. And um, it's just, I, I don't know, man. It, 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 I think that's part of being a nurse. You know, I, I, I worked there every day and saw death. I saw it, man. I was just, you know, so many people I could save, but I saw a lot of death. We see a lot of crazy, sad shit. And for me, it made me appreciate the life that I do have. And that's why, you know, if you get down and out, you got to pick yourself up and get past that bullshit. You got to get out here and fucking, you got to work. You got to make it happen. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's part of the things you said, you know, trying to, trying to break away from the norm and the conformity of, of, of going and working the eight to five jobs until you die, you know, through that stuff, man. Yeah. Figure out what you're good at. Figure out what your talent is. And, dude, run with it. Yep. Well, luckily, run like I it. said, I do have a, a full-time day job, it, and it doesn't suck. I mean, it's... What's your job? I am a contractor. Um, you know, those big stores where you go buy things, and, um, you know, there's signs all over the store that says, buy this and have it installed? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I do. I'm the guy who installs all those things. I do appliances, oh, shower dude. doors, garage <laughs> oh, doors. Oh, man. But the, oh, dude, you must have patience. Oh, man, it's, it's, all, it's really not bad, because the thing is, I make my own uh-huh. schedule. The money's good. Um, okay, and I work when I want to, so that pretty okay, that gives okay, me okay. time to be in the shop. You know, anybody uh, else? Okay, well, you know, I, I work honestly. I work about four hours a day. Um, uh, okay, I got you. So it's it's not terrible, but it, I just don't like to I, I I don't like to read directions, man. Oh, I don't you read know? directions. I don't need that's the funny papers. I don't need those. <laughs> okay, okay, just just check it. But geez, like, oh man, you might. We ordered my, my son's been obsessed with the Titanic for some freaking he's six years old. And the first thing he tells people when he sees someone new, the Titanic sunk on April 15th. Many people died. I'm like, dude, chill out, little dude. You're going to freak these people out. He's obsessed with the Titanic. Dude, so that's my weird. My ordered, nine year old is obsessed with the Titanic right now. That's what he dude, wanted I'm for telling, Christmas was the Titanic it's YouTube. TV. They're throwing this shit in front of these kids. And before the Titanic was Siren Head. Was what? You heard of Siren Head? Uh-uh. Siren Head. Oh, it's just freaking awful. It's awful. It's all we heard on the house. But but you went from Siren Head to being obsessed with the Titanic. It's very, I can tell you all about Titanic, man, because that's all I talk about, all I watch is. But my parents ordered this humongous Titanic thing, man. It was like some Chinese knockoff of Legos. Oh, my God. I think if I had an aneurysm, dude, working on this damn thing, I was trying to follow directions like this. Sucks. So, yeah, do you follow directions and happen to build things? I don't know if I like it, but you, it sounds like you got it. You sounds like you got it under wraps, man. That's what you do. So that's that's cool, dude. Yeah. Well, the good part about it is I I don't have to be in a hurry because it's not a job I hate. I just hate not doing what I want to do. Does that make sense? You know, I'm absolutely. I'm ready to get in full time, but I'm not. I don't have to be in a hurry because I'm I'm taken care of right now. So your your goal is to be a full time bladesmith. Yes, sir. Okay. That is the ultimate yep. goal. But I mean, I know I'm yep. st- I'm still a couple of years away. You know, I'm not even within six months because I'm not ready. You know, I'm not tooled up the way I need to be. Um, I don't even quite have 220 service to my shop yet. I'm working on getting well, that done and you know trenches dug and stuff like that right this minute. But I don't even have 220 in the shop yet. Well, I, I think it's an awesome goal, man. And I would like to encourage you and anyone else to get out here and get and to get at it. There's too many people that want to tell people you can't do something. And um, I've, I've had plenty of people. I've had close family, people that are that what I would have called friends tell me that, you know, I was a fool. Um, I've even had old managers tell me back when I was a nurse, you're crazy. You're crazy, Wayne. You'll never <laughs> make a living. So I'm telling you, man, 
I had everyone just telling me that I'm not going to make it. And there's a handful of people that were in my, that were on my side, you know, and I'm still finding people that are so on my side, but like, it's, it's crazy, man. I I think a lot of people don't want to see anyone succeed. People just want to see people fall in the face. But uh, it was crazy how many people would tell me that, that I couldn't do this. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's, it's nutty. And like I said, it, it is difficult, guys, because, like, you know, I, I compare blacksmithing to kind of like being a musician. There's a lot of damn good musicians out there, man. But not everyone's, not everyone's a rock star. And, you know, there's a lot of people that should be rock stars, but they just don't. So it's like you got to get out there and just kick ass. And I think you've got to just be kind of a little bit crazy to not give up because most sane people would probably just give up and say, okay, I'll go out and make this a hobby. Yeah. But I think it's the ones that really stick it out, man. And um, like I said, I can tell folks, uh, there's a real cool thing, a quote that I came across like a year ago. People talk about luck and what like that. I don't think there's, there's not, there's no such thing as luck. The thing that people refer to as luck. Do you want to know what that is? What's luck? That is when preparation meets opportunity oh i like that right i like that get your ass prepared and do as good as you can get on the stage and keep dancing you know that's the figure of speech we're not really dancing but (laughs) get your ass up there and just go non-stop and then maybe this new spotlight will shine over there on you so that's 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 my my, I know I'm giving away all these secrets, but I don't really care because you know what? If you guys want to do it, come on. It's okay. Do it. No Jump on board. Get yet. it. Because, um, because like I said, man, it just it, it sounds it sounds like it's not that hard, but dude, it is a lot a lot of work. Yeah, a lot yeah. of work. I mean, but you can do it. Everything I'm doing, kind of somewhat, is leaning towards pushing myself to full time. Uh, like okay. this podcast. You know, I've been stuck at 450 followers on Instagram for well over a year. And man, I've looked at the insights and what time to post and which hashtags to use, and I'm stuck. So, you know, if you, if I build the best blade out there in the world and no one's around to see it, it's never going to sell. If I can't sell them, I can't do it. So that's that's a big part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is kind of some shameless self promotion, just to kind of get myself out there and a little more known for when the time does come. You know, someone will know who I am. Sure thing, man. So, uh, sure thing. Well, you got you got to be you got to be a known person, man. Get your find out what your groove is, and and just jump into it, man. I'm I'm just the pirate the pirate asshole. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy asshole pirate from the river swamp. <laughs> Dude, when I first uh, I first heard you, it was on the Axe and Iron podcast. It was uh, oh shit. Yeah, four must be your lucky number. You were on episode episode four over there, and this is episode four here. But um, I heard it and man, I just started cracking up like three minutes into it. And, um, I had to stop and go look at your Instagram to see who you are. And man, that was just, I was impressed from the minute I heard you talking. You're a freaking nut, man. But uh, Uh, yeah, I just, I, 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 there comes a lot, there comes a point in time, man, when you quit giving a shit and I'm so sick, I'm so sick of being what other people want me to be or this, I don't give a shit anymore, man. And I think I think that is another key to success is, you know, is to be yourself. Don't give two shits. Be yourself. Be genuine. Um, because, again, if you try to be like this guy that, that you think people are going to like, but it's not really you, dude, it, it, it's not it's not going to work. So yeah. you've got to figure out what your niche is and just be yourself, dude. And, and, and that's that, that's me. Just be yourself, bro. 
Yeah, I'm working on. Drink it. lots of coffee. Drink lots of coffee and grow a beard. Man, we got to switch you over to some monsters or something, dude. <laughs> uh. That shit's bad for you, dude. You don't want to drink that shit. Oh full man, of, full of all kinds of gross stuff, man. It's horrible, horrible. Co- good old coffee, Walmart brand Colombian coffee. I'm I'm, I'm no fancy pirate, man. I enjoy <laughs> great value bread. There you go. I'm but a humble, but a humble placement. Such a great value. Grand coffee. You got to put a little bit of that foo-foo stuff in there occasionally. Just don't let anybody see you doing it. Right. Yeah. No whipped cream. Don't tell anybody. You're going to edit this out whenever you go to the podcast. Don't oh, let them know. I'm, we're I, unedited. I put, <laughs> I, put some, I put some of that some of that foo-foo confetti stuff, the cake flavor stuff in there. Oh. But just, but just, but just, just, the, just the splash is all you want to do, man. Just the splash. Well, I guess as long as nobody's there to see it, it don't count. Yeah, man. That's all. Good. Yeah. I mean, I've got coffee in my shop, but it's in a a tank for etching. Um, Oh shit! We, we were talking about the other. We talked about the other day. I was trying to dare my buddy to drink some of the etch coffee. Oh. <laughs> and then we started thinking how much of that coffee could you really ingest, or would it kill you? It and we looked it up, dude. No, it will. It will kill you. Really? We looked up the lethal. We looked up the lethal dose of caffeine, and there's more than enough. Because like when we're doing the etch tech, because like I, I do an etch tech even for like swords and stuff. And dude, I mean, you're mixing a shit ton of that instant coffee. And if you look at the amount per caffeine, yes. If you were to drink a cup of that constant coffee mix, you would die. Yeah. I mean, it's like sludge. It's like used motor oil. Mine is anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I've got some of it in a vase on a, a bench in my shop just because that's what I had handy last time I mixed some up down there. And um, just because I found the vase on the back porch. Uh, I thought it was old, but apparently it was a brand so do new you, one. So do you do you reuse that set in coffee next time you go to Etch? Most of the time, no. It, because I don't do it Good. often enough, you know what I mean? So don't. It just sits don't. around, I dump it Pro out. Tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. Something, I don't know what it is about it. Once it's done used one time, chunk it. It won't ever Etch again. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually, like I said, I've got some sitting down there now because I got in trouble for having nope. the vase in the shop. I've but. tried it. I've tried it. And for some reason, it doesn't work. You've got to make a new etch. I don't know if it's just after it settles or, or what, but whatever is reacting to make the etch like that, yeah. it's a one-time use thing. So you better have all the blades you want to do the coffee etch on, do them because after you do it, that day or so, it's garbage after that, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. But I mean, I don't do a whole lot of it, like I said. Um most of the time, if I blacken a blade, it's just one. I kind of like like them shiny, or uh, you know, a Scotch Bright. Scotch Brights are awesome. Scotch Bright belts, dude! Holy hell, dude! Um, surface conditioning belts, I guess is what they call them. Too Scotch Bright or surface conditioning yep. belts. Yep. Whenever I discovered those, man, I was like, "This is this is heaven. This yeah. is this is it right here. This is this this is from from the gods." But um, but yeah, make sure I use that. I used to always use those on slow speed. Dude, you got to turn those things wide ass open, and um, yeah, those those surface conditioning belts really work. Going up through the grips too, you know, not just always doing the same one. So many people just have just that purple one. Starting with that, you know, the extra coarse, then the purple, yeah, then the fine, which is the blue. Okay. Yep. Yep. So that well, that helps. So um, yeah, my coarse one is blue. Because we might get them from different places, but. Uh, usually they're all the same, man. Usually, usually the, 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 the coarsest one is like this grayish looking brown color, then the, then the purple, then the blue, and then a gray. There's four different ones. That's the red label abrasives. Um, but those things really, really, really too good. Do you have a buffer in your shop yet? 
I d- well, kind of. A buffer scares the hell out of me. Um, it should. Yeah. It should. <laughs> I have a. Yeah, bu- that's the most dangerous shot. The most dangerous tool in the shop is the buffer. That's what I wanted to tell you about. Yeah. So. I've got a buffing wheel on a bench grinder, and then I've got uh, a bunch of different buffing uh, pads that would go in like a handheld drill. But I put them yeah. on my drill press and I swing the table away. That way, you know, I can always have that blade aimed back against the wall. And I've got different compounds on different ones, so I can swap them out real quick and easy. But as far as an actual buffer goes, no, I do not. Yeah, because I've got a bow door buffer. Whenever I whenever I turn it on, it's like time stops. It's like you're in the Matrix, dude. Everything slows, everything slows down. Yeah, and, was... dude, I start working my Kegels. From the minute that it's on, I'm in. I'm in full blown Kegel workout, bro. You're <laughs> 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 pucker. You're right up on it. <laughs> oh Man, yeah, that, you thought I was serious, pucker. Yes, yes. So a lot of the new bladesmiths out there. That's one thing I tell them. That will kill you. The other thing that will kill you. Everyone in the brother goes and buys these damn forges that are co- that have the kale wool inside. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering what kale wool is, it, 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 it looks like fiberglass. It's that white stuff on the inside of it. Yeah. And everyone, I'm telling you, 75% of the new bladesmiths I talk to, I'm like, what kind of forge you got? Oh, I said, do you have that that liner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, did you coat that? No, no. It came with some powder shit. I see that you got to coat your stuff. That kale wool, whenever it gets up to those temperatures that you're forging, that stuff becomes airborne. And it's just like that you'll breathe in that fiberglass. It will kill you. You will die. Okay, so you're coat, have your, to... coat your kale, coat your kale wool, and then don't throw any galvanized steel in your forge. The zinc coating becomes a neurotoxic gas that will kill you. So yes, buffers, galvanized steel, and non-coated kale. Wool. Lesson learned. And always wear eye protection. Never take them off oh, yeah. unless you want to be a one-eyed, one-eyed pirate. When I uh, open the door to my shop, my safety glasses are on the corner of the bench right by the door, and they go straight on my face. And most of the time, I end up taking them back in the house with me because I forget to take them off. But I mean, I don't. Good. I, I don't got, turn got, on the I TV. I got about forty pairs. Yeah, I don't turn I got on the TV. Pa- safety forty glasses. pairs of uh, safety glasses. This is coming from a guy that's had to have metal dug out of his eye like three times. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, I've been I've been there. Lesson learned: keep the keep the safety glasses on. Because this is this is a this is a very dangerous um, uh, crap bladesmithing. You're gonna get burnt. You're gonna get cut. You're gonna get stabbed. Um, it, it, seriously, dude. People look at me and you know, like it looks like I've been beat up, or they think I'm a look like I've been shooting up because <laughs> my arms are just. I do it. It's pretty, pretty wild, but it's, it's awesome now. I, I like scars, so yeah. fuck it. My, it's just it's just, it's a rite of passage. Yeah, there you go. My arms stay a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say scarred, but, you know, a little metal splatter, welding splatter on my elbows and stuff. But aside from that, luckily, let me knock on some wood here. I have been hurt less in my shop than I have outside, you know, cutting grass or whatever. But I think that's because I understand when I open that door, anything in there can and will kill me if I lose my concentration for just a second. So I try to do everything that I can absolutely, to, to be careful. My wife is just so proud of me because I've never been that kind of way before. I'm just like, whatever, I'll be all right. But it, it's a little di- bit different when you're working around those kind of machines. Absolutely. But um, 
Uh, there was something else I was going to ask you today, and I can't remember what it was, but I do think that it was something I was going to ask you off the air. Um, but, man, this has been fun. I don't even know how long we've been going now. I really don't have any idea. I didn't look. Um, no. No tell. <laughs> well, what else you want to bring up, man? Anything important you got coming up? Anything you're excited about, looking forward to? Uh, I'm ready to start fishing, man. Damn it. I've been out here working in the shop. Oh, Seems God. like forever. Yes. Not non non freaking stop. It's about to warm up, so I'm I'm, I'm getting excited, man. We took the we took the boat out this morning and um we shot shot it here up under one of the uh the overpasses just messing around. The sheep head are starting to really move right here right now. But um here in about another month everything's gonna come to life. All the fishing out in the Gulf you know, it's gonna be good, the bay fishing. And then my favorite is the backwoods river fishing dude i keep me a cooler full of cold drinks and uh just cruise up through the backwoods man it's just me man my friends my son ever goes with me play some music and dude just kick back and chill it's so badass because the other i love too is, is these tools these things that i make i get to go out and use them man the stuff's for built for adventure yeah. so i'm out there with my axes or my machetes clearing clearing shit through the swamp or the bushes and then you go and you fish you use your fillet knife you come home you clean the fish it's, it's just cool dude so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that we're about to get a garden going into you're going to be putting in a garden out back yep. um we got the same cool stuff shit, going man. on man we're looking forward to getting out and doing some crappy fishing and yeah my uh my dining room table right now it's just me and my wife at home so we got plenty of extra room there's a big window at the back of our house she's got all her seeds for the garden starting you know in the house nice so we're getting nice. to get the tiller out and get get stuff planted and do some fishing yeah it, 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 it's good stuff man like i say you know I, I i don't take any day i don't take any day for granted some days i get pissed off i have like highs and lows some days i fucking hate <laughs> making blades and yeah. then I, it doesn't last very long and i'm right back to loving it you know and um but you know the biggest thing is when you work for yourself man especially being like a place but it's just nice just staring just like look around man being outside it's so gorgeous and just everything like it, 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 it it's awesome but the life that i can have now as a placement i'm there for my son you know whenever he gets home from school and um you know i work in the shop but i'm, I'm, here, I'm here at the house and uh it, it's just it's just really it's really nice you know if you if you love that sort of thing if you love the outdoors spent so many years confined to that intensive care unit you know you're inside looking out the window, wishing you were outside yeah. and uh, now being out there in it, man, it's just, uh, it's just awesome. Yeah, man. I'm definitely looking forward to doing some fishing. Like you said, it's been a long time. I think we were only able to go like twice last year and it's weird, man. All the places that we used to go fishing, um, they've kind of shut down for public access. We had a couple spots where we drove off the side of the road and hit some trails through the woods, but people went down there camping and lighting fires and not putting them out and leaving trash and they've, they've shut everything down. So, uh, well, you just gotta get around that, man. Park right. somewhere else. They don't see you sneak in. That'd never stop me. Oh yeah. yeah I, I, I'm like a, yeah, I'm we, a tactical fisherman. We do the same <laughs> thing. We do the exact same thing. We'll find a trail on the side of the road or a Creek somewhere. And we'll kind of look and see where we can get to it. Well, you know, the best place to fish are, right? The places no one else does. Well, well, a little bit more so is, the places you're not supposed to fish. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying go out there and break the law. No, you got you got to go around the. You got to see what I'm talking about here. It's like I, I, I go places that maybe you're not supposed to park there. I will park somewhere else, or 
or you know you find certain loopholes. One of my favorite places that I go and that I die fish, um, it's part of some private property, but it's not private property if it was part of the river. And um, you, I, I get back in some sloughs where no one has been, and some people may think you can't fish back there. And dude, it's, it's just it's amazing. It's amazing, dude. That's what I do. That's what I live for, man. I live for the fishing and for the bladesmithing and uh, stuff like that, dude. So, so yeah, man. But uh, but no, you know, I, I, like I said, I encourage you guys to get at it, hustle the grind. I think it's cool this this podcast that you're doing. Thank and, you. Um, Thank you know, for, for all for all the listeners out there, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going to tell you, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a, a lot of work, and it, it is. But again, I, I think it's part of the adventure. If you're really built for this, and that's really what you want to do. I'm a firm believer that you could probably do whatever you want to do, but you're going to have to work your ass off for it. You know, it, nothing's nothing's going to be free. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I'm excited today. I've actually got some free time. When we get done here, I'm going to be able to get in my shop for probably at least three hours, and it's been so long since I've had time to get down there like that. So hopefully oh, wow. I'll be able to make some progress and get something done today. It's been a while, so I'm definitely looking it, forward man. to it. Go big. Yeah. So big, bigger, better. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, we know what that means. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate you being on here with me. It's been fun. Um, I know we talked about a couple different days and how we're going to coordinate time and then the time zone difference, but we made it happen, man, and I really do appreciate it. So, man, uh, yep. again, man, thank you just so much. And you're lucky number four, and I plan on pushing this thing quite a long way. So maybe later on down the road, we'll get you back in here for a round two. That that'll work, man. That'll work. Maybe things will be even crazier by then. Because, like I said, I think I think whenever you get on your right path, man, things just happen. And um, like I said, you you got to work at it. But um, um, it's, it's it's been an incredible journey so far, man. And and like I said, even though I feel like I haven't made it yet to the point where like just real success, but I I, I feel like it's a snowball emotion. And again, dude, it's all about the adventure. So many people are so concerned with where the destination is going to be. Dude, a lot of it, dude, it's the adventure, bro. It's the thrill of the chase. That's right. That's man. what keeps you alive. Yeah. Well, you're definitely making it, man. And I'm, I'm happy to call you my buddy. And hopefully we'll get together one of these days. We actually got a Florida trip planned uh, sometime in the next couple months. So if we end up here, yeah, man. I'm going to give you a holler and we'll get together and hang out for a minute. Yeah, man. Holler at me, bro. All right, cool, man. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening again this week and giving me another hour of your time. Um, I hope you tune in next week. I'm not sure which guest we're going to have next week. i got a couple options. We're trying to coordinate times. But uh, looking forward to it, and I appreciate everybody's support so much. Until next time, this is Jason. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. See you guys. Rock and roll, man. Yeah. Thank you.